Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, we are back here. We should be joined by Todd Dorr. Oh, there he is. Todd, can you hear us? All good. All right, we can hear you. We can see you also. Yay. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, there you are. All right, how is everything going with you? Good, good, yeah. Is that a right? Excited to be on the show. Thanks for uh, for inviting me. I know Lance is your very... Very first guest. Yep. He was. Is that right? Yes, yeah. he was. And okay. that was like 10 months ago. Yeah. So we're coming up on our wow. one year anniversary here the first week of April. So we'll be oh, having, awesome. been doing this for a year. So long, long. Congrats. Run. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to just jump right in. What are you laughing about? You trying to get comfortable. What were you... it was just I was funny. trying to cross my I leg know. up. I don't know what I was doing in here. <laughs> It's got a lot, a lot of moving around, Jeff. I know. I, Welcome yes. to our show. Jeff yes, moves around the whole time. I, I think I probably work the most on the camera with you, Jeff. <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's kind of like sitting in a pew and you're just, uh, uh, you get your back. Well, Nicole stands and I sit. Yes. So that's just uh, kind of how we roll. Uh, well, before we get started into the Ferrells thing, it, it, I know you're a big Iowa State fan. We typically don't ever have Iowa fans on the show. We haven't yet. We have not yet. <laughs> no, we've never had an Iowa fan as our guest. No. Um, uh, we've had some Iowa State fans as our guest, but we have not had an, for for us to have an Iowa fan as our guest. I mean, it'd have to be a pretty big Oof. big deal to have this person on. <laughs> I don't know. Or we just won't talk about it. Or yeah, or we yeah. just won't talk about it. Or if they well, come on. I, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, you know that I I graduated from Iowa State. Both Lance and I uh, graduated from Iowa State. I Ames is only. You know, an hour and 15 minutes from from our hometown of Guthrie Center, Iowa. And uh, and and at that time, Iowa State had an incredible martial arts program, still does. Um, and and for me, you know, as a, a high school student, I, I really wanted to see how far I could go in martial arts. And so knowing Master Pac was was in Ames, um, it was just a no brainer for for me to go to Iowa State because I could. I could start competing right away, and that really excited me. So, uh, yeah, I became big Iowa State fan, graduated in 93, uh, was so happy that my son uh, went to Iowa State also, and he just he just graduated in December with a music performance degree. Awesome. Um, and my daughter went to Iowa State for a year, and then she transferred to Iowa. Uh, so we're kind of a kind of a house divided. I, we're actually in Iowa City last night and uh, love supporting her. She's a music performance major also and just uh, love love supporting her and, and Iowa and so yeah. Now in nineteen ninety three that would have been the height of the Fred Hoiberg era. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. Yep. It was uh it was that the mayor was alive and well and, and yeah. He was, was, I mean, Ames high. I just remember that, that basketball team that he was on in high school, incredible basketball team. And he was just an incredible uh, player. And then, you know, to go to Iowa state was pretty, pretty special also. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was Ames native. Like I didn't know he was, well, I I didn't know it started in high school. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. Learn something new. Yeah. Ames High has actually pumped out some really good basketball players. I mean, uh, you know, Harrison Barnes graduated from, from Ames High, went to UNC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Taman Lipsy on the Iowa State basketball team right now is his name is high product. Uh, uh, Doug McDermott uh, also was on uh, uh, Harrison Barnes basketball team oh, too. I mean, us Husker oh, fans, oh, we, to watch. we know the McDermott's. Yes, Greg McDermott's <laughs> the Creighton I'm coach. I'm telling yes. you to, to watch <laughs> Doug McDermott and Harrison Barnes play basketball on the same at the same time on the same team in high school was almost unfair to the other to the other teams it was it was an incredible show that they put on every night well let's kind of get back into because you were just on a podcast with lance that we both listened to about when how feral started and i did not i was not aware that you first reach out to Lance when you were, was it 12 or 14? No. Yeah, I was 12. Uh, when I, <laughs> when I did my first Taekwondo class with him, uh, this was, this was in 1982 and, you know, martial arts really, really wasn't popular back then. I mean, it was just kind of coming in. I mean, Chuck Norris was, was a pretty hot commodity in the movies back then. I mean, you know, Delta force, lone wolf McQuaid, you know, he was, you know, the man, you know, and, and could defend himself. And I'm like, Oh man, look at, look at how high he can kick and look what he could do. And I was really excited about doing some of that. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 12 and pretty small and, you know, that looks like something I would want to do also. And so I got a couple, uh, uh, books from the library, martial arts books. There were only two books in the <laughs> Guthrie center public library. <laughs> and, and, one was a judo book and one was a, a karate book and the karate book was way too complicated for me to figure out. So I got into the judo book a little bit, a lot of rolling around and doing back falls and side falls and stuff. And, uh, I, the first time I practiced, I got out my little mat, you know, my little sleep mat from kindergarten <laughs> and, uh, which, you know, was a half inch thick yeah. and plastic nonetheless. And, so I'm, I'm like falling all over the place and practicing judo. I thought and my mom comes upstairs and she said, what, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm learning judo. And she said, you're causing a ruckus. I want you to stop that, you know? And, and so it wasn't, but two weeks later, my dad came home and I don't think I shared this story on the, on the podcast, on the level 10 podcast. Um, but my dad came home one day, just a couple weeks later and he had seen a flyer at the local cafe that um, had a little, all these little tear-off phone numbers at the bottom. You remember those? Yeah. You, you yeah. Take your scissors and, you know, just a phone number. And he said, hey, call this number. I think it might be something you'd be interested in. I don't know what it is. It looks like karate. It said Taekwondo <laughs> at the, on the flyer, but it had a guy kicking. Yeah. So I think this might be something you'd be interested in. So I remember at 12... I went over, grabbed the phone right away, pulled the phone off the hook, dialed the numbers for those in their 50s. You remember doing that. Mm-hmm. Had like a 50-foot long cord to that phone, too. Yep. Uh, dialed the number on the other end. And I was like, well, I'm there uh, Monday night at, um, I don't remember what it was, 30 or so, and we did our first Taekwondo class. 
You did tell that story because yeah. I th- thought that was funny the way your dad pronounced it because that's how our daughter pronounced Taekwondo too the first couple <laughs> times she saw it. So I was going to tell her about it. But you did tell that story because I thought it was cute. Yeah, the little tear yeah. off. Yeah, yep. With the numbers. Yeah. 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 And, cool. you know, it was a couple of years after that too that he had got, he was still at Iowa State at that time and he graduated and got a job out of town. So for us, it was either to, we could either quit doing Taekwondo or um, I could teach. So I started teaching at four, 14 and learned a lot about what not to do at age 14. Right. Um, yeah. My mom would come home and she was one of the students. My mom would come home and she would say, uh, you know, you could be a, not so hard on us. Okay. <laughs> All right. At 14. <laughs> so at 14. Yes. Yeah. When did, um, I know the first Taekwondo locations were in ones in West Des Moines or Beaverdale. Yeah. And yeah. then I yeah. know there was one in Urbandale because I worked at Godfather's pizza that was right <laughs> next to Farrell's. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. but I don't know if that one started as a Taekwondo or if it was started as an extreme body shaping location, but that was a long time ago. Like 2006 is when I did Farrell's, for the very first time, right in the Urbandale location. Yeah, but you. Okay. How long was the Urbandale location there? Because you worked at Godfather's. Oh, not that location. What? You, I was thinking when you worked at Ashworth. Oh, no, at Ashworth, the Taekwondo place was, was yeah. right next to us, also. Yeah. Right next to us. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 Godfather's. It might have been a marketing <laughs> strategy here. We need to get in. Godfather's Pizza. Yeah. That's where the kids go. Yeah. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> So, That's right. We saw a lot of a lot of pizzas walking out of that <laughs> building. Building. Well, uh, so Lance opened the first uh, martial arts studio in April, uh, August. Sorry, August of 1989, and it was in Pla- at below Plaza Lane's oh, bowling yeah. alley. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's right. And uh, and and I was there at the grand opening. Uh, I was a student at Iowa State at the time, and I was there for the grand opening. We had uh, Arlene Lemus, who was the first Taekwondo gold medalist from the '88 Olympics. Uh, come in and do a demo and it just attracted a whole bunch of people to it it was it was a blast big shout out to Arlene because she helped us you know launch Ferrell's in Des Moines and she she was just gave an awesome seminar and um, just has really impacted a lot of people's lives but she helped Lance really kick off you know Ferrell's and then the second store was you're right it was the Urbandale location on on Hickman a little bit further west, and then the third store was uh, the West Des Moines store. So, yeah. All right. Um, cool. So, <clears throat> when did you guys decide to do the like? Because you started off at Taekwondo, and now like Farrell's yeah. is known, you know, across the country as as for kickboxing, and and like not. I don't think a lot of our members here in Lincoln even know that it started off as a Taekwondo gym and then kind of morphed into what it was. Um, but I know you were, you were talking about how like moms and, and dads of, of your Taekwondo students were like calling because they were watching Billy blanks and, and Taibo, which Nicole and I <laughs> had the Billy blanks, oh, yeah. uh, mo- v- VHS tapes. VHS tapes. Oh, and I remember go. doing them in our living room in Beaverdale <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, Long time ago, awesome. this like 2002, 2003 time period. So oh, wow. that's right when people were probably starting to call you because of 
Billy Blanks. Well, yeah, because my first yeah. time doing Ferrell's was in 2003, 2004. Well, 2004, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yes, Yep. Wow. So how'd that all no, yeah, come about? So, yeah, so we started, um, we started getting calls actually in 97 from people uh, kind of – First part of 97, middle part, around that time, started getting calls, hey, do you have Tybo? Mm -hmm. And we didn't know what it was. And so we started doing some research. We bought the VHS tapes also because <laughs> we had we had a couple class class time openings at our uh, Des Moines or Beaver Avenue, our Beaverdale location. And we thought we have times where we could do a kickboxing class, maybe bring in a different market. And we were really ramping up our martial arts at the time. And so at the end of 97, we started, we looked, we did a ton of research on all these cardio kickboxing type of programs. And almost all of them were like Billy Blanks. You know, you, you do just kind of aerobic style kickboxing yep. for 45 to 60 minutes. And Lance and I looked at that and said, yeah, we need to figure out how to do that. But we have an advantage in, in a way that we can do this with bags. We've got all these bags here for our Taekwondo classes. What if we punched and kicked the bags, you know, and really differentiated ourselves in the market? And so we we kind of launched with that idea, like, hey, let's just do it. kind of like what Billy Blanks is doing. So it gives people the opportunity to doing what, you know, they see on TV. But then let's, let's pull the bags out and do what we do well. Right. And that's punch and kick the bags. And so we kicked it off in 90, 98. That was our first kickboxing class we had classes at 7 45 and 8 30 um so you had two choices didn't even have morning classes um and so we kicked them off and yeah just never never really looked back it wasn't until 2000 that we started seriously considering doing some sort of weight training as part of the program because lance and i had done had gone through the uh, bill phillips body for life program just mm -hmm. kind of on our own and had amazing results and we thought, wow, this is for everybody, you know. Martial arts isn't for everybody, but we felt like this is. Right, right. So the like, when was the first like extreme body shaping ten week challenge? When did that take place? Yeah, September of two thousand one. Okay. We we said we said, hey, we we opened it up to all of our kickboxing members and said, hey, we're going to launch this new program. Uh, it's for 10 weeks. Um, would love to have you, would love to have you join. And we had over three, three locations. We had 40 people, uh, sign up and they, and they joined. So three locations that we, well, we had about 15, 12, 15 people per location, mostly Taekwondo students, mostly, you know, we had a mix of kickboxing students and, you know, and a couple friends that people brought in right. also. And the results that we saw in the first 10 weeks were just, amazing we're like holy cow this is this is just the same thing that we got you know during in our in our kickboxing our in body for life i mean and the kickboxing and the nutrition and the resistance training i uh, was it was amazing and so we just kept tinkering and kept trying and kept trying to improve and you know learned a lot you know right from the beginning on what not to do right, um right. you know we learned a lot about what people don't like uh, we were heavy on feedback, you know, and, and so we kept modifying our program according to, according to that feedback and just kept in, trying to improve it over and over again. And, you know, year after year felt like we were really starting to gain some traction. And then it was 
2005 when Lance said, Hey, let's, let's start franchising this and see where that takes us. And, you know, I've learned a lot about, about franchising also over the years. Right. Yeah. I remember. So I, I, I'm sure, you know, Sean Comer who used to man yeah. the Godfathers mm-hmm. there. Um, I had no idea who Lance was at the time. And I just remember Sean saying, Oh, he comes over here. He could probably kick you in the face six times in five seconds. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. You know, so I just remember when I was thinking about doing that, I mean, it was right next door and I went over and talked to somebody and I'm just like, gosh, six days a week. How, how can I possibly I could do zero do days a week right now? Right. Yeah. I mean, it was to me, it was like, there's no way I can do this. Yeah. Um, yep. So I joined in Urbandale in January of 2006 with my buddy. Um, and I lost 28 pounds in the 10 weeks. Wow. And, and I can't remember what he did. He had really amazing results as well. And then, you know, <clears throat> I thought, well, this isn't too bad. A, a funny story. I always tell our 10 week members, like the Saturday of week one, when I, when I teach, I remember that first Saturday, my buddy, Mike and I, we, we, got to the gym close to when class was starting and we walked in and there were no yellow bands left. <laughs> and we're like, the lightest color band. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, Oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? So from that point, we were always the first ones in the parking lot <laughs> before the instructor got there. And we would just follow the instructor right into the door to make sure we had our yellow bands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was funny. I still remember some of the instructors that I had from 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, Jeff, there are some instructors that have been teaching or still teaching today. They're, you know, that continue to do the program, love the program, love giving back, you know, love seeing people get, get the results that they have, you know, that they got, they've made it part of their, their routine. And I'm sure you see it, see it in Lincoln also, yeah. you know, some of those founding, uh, instructors are still there. They they love giving back. Their hearts are in it. Uh, they love facilitating transformation. I mean, it's it's super exciting to see because fitness is fickle. You know, people start and quit fitness routines all the time. And this, you're talking about six days a week. And, you know, we know that not everybody does six days a week. But, man, for those people that are looking for, you know, that are just tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're looking for something that's going to help them break through, you know, it's almost like six days a week is that lifestyle change that people need to really, you know, press it forward. Yeah. Yep. We see that too, especially because it's so balanced, you know, it's kickboxing and strength training. So I think when people get really intimidated about that six days a week, you're not kickboxing six days a week. So it's really balanced. Like I always think of strength training as like a rest day for kickboxing and kickboxing is your strength training rest day. So there's, you know, there's that rest built in. We do kickboxing that first Monday of the session. And then, you know, people are just (laughs) shell-shocked when they leave after that 45 minutes. But you're like, yes, but tomorrow is strength training. Now it's not going to be easier, but it's not going to be as chaotic. Like you get a breather in between those kickboxing days with the strength training. So I think once people get in it and see that, it helps. But you can't really explain it until you're in it. (laughs) Well, and what you're saying, you know, fitness is fickle. Like in, you know, we've been at the Ferrell's with Ferrell's for – 15, 16, 17 years. And, you know, we've seen programs come and go. Mm -hmm. 
We've mm-hmm. seen fads come and go. Um, it, it, what's what I always like my kind of biggest selling point to people when they're saying, well, what makes ferals different is number one, we've been doing the same thing for 22 years. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's not a fad. It's like, it's something that works and pretty much the core principles of ferals have been exactly the same for 22 years. I mean, we're doing the same meal plan which yeah. is the body yeah. for life for 22 years. Why? Because it works. Yeah. Yep. You know, it works. Yep. we've do, been doing straight now. The strength training has come a long way. I remember back, you know, when we first started and we kind of tell our members this too, we did the same four chest exercises every <laughs> right. single upper body day. Only classic sets. Yep, that's it. Classic <laughs> right. sets, the same four principal <laughs> exercises every single time. Yep. And then now we have so many different counts. And, and so that's really come a long ways, but the principal values, are still the same mm-hmm. three days of cardio and we'll, yes oh go ahead yeah i mean the, the 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 core will always remain the same it's it's consistency it's a disciplined approach to the way we to the way we work out and you know we get so many people that come in that give orders all day right i mean they yeah they're they're, they're planning they're giving orders they're like they've got structure to their lives and when they come in they actually like us telling them what to do and, you know, we, we launched a, a location, relaunched the location last year or two years ago in uh, Waukee, Iowa. Um, we relaunched it. And over the, the course of a year, I said to our head coach, Michael, I said, hey, how many people have, have you know, become in, gotten injured, like doing class? And he said, he said, I, I don't see any. I, I don't remember any. And I said, well, I actually remember one guy tweaked his calf muscle in my class. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so there was one and he couldn't remember anybody that's gotten injured. I mean, it's, it's that safety. It's that, you know, we, the cool thing is we teach people how to do kickboxing. Kickboxing can be intimidating. Strength training by itself, standalone. You're like, man, I'm not sure what I'm, what I'm walking into. We make it easy for people to start. We make it you know, we have that disciplined and structured approach. So, you know, when you walk into strength training class, you're going to have a similar format, but different exercises each time. And you're probably going to be sore every day, but it's going to be a good sore. You know, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a miserable sore. Well, I've been sore for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. moves. It moves around. <laughs> right. Something's which always say, sore. Which that, that shows that it's working, <laughs> know. you know, yeah. like if yeah. you just weren't sore for five years, then... Yeah. One, you're not yeah. pushing yourself, or two, what you're doing is isn't working. So, like, yeah. I, like this past week, I was just. It's gonna be oh next. My gosh. So next week is coming up, starting tomorrow is week seven. Yeah. I don't know what it is about week seven. It kicks my butt every time. So <laughs> I'm gonna be sore next week. I know it. Every session, oh, yeah. week seven kicks my butt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I'm gonna be hidden into that. Well, we're gonna take a break. Um, when we come back, one of our favorite segments, and I know who your favorite NFL team is, but I don't know how yes. you became a fan of that team. So yeah. we're gonna talk a little NFL. Um, with Todd yes. Dorr coming back here on 93.7 The Ticket on the Fitness Fanatics. <laughs> 